Hey, Whipsters, this is the Women in Pants podcast, helping you overcome your work history gaps. I'm your host, Shana Brazier. This episode is an interview with Donna. She has a work history gap from being a stay-at-home mom, as well as a caregiver for her husband. We talk about her life experiences and see how she got a really unexpected job when the time was right. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get updates when a new episode airs. And check out womeninpants.com to see what resources are available for you. Now for the show. Donna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really glad that I get to interview you. I think you have a story that will resonate with a lot of the women that listen to this podcast. Because I know a lot of women are looking for jobs or having to jump back into the job market because of the same circumstances that you had in your life. So why don't we just start with um, why you became a stay-at-home mom? Um, I, I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. My, my mom was wonderful and a great influence, and I wanted that experience. And then um, I became a stay-at-home mom. I decided when I was pregnant, I want to do that. And I just enjoyed it. I called it, um, it was, it was something I was very fortunate to do because I know a lot of women can't do it. And I was involved with a classroom and PTA and Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. And it was a wonderful experience and I enjoyed it. But then it's like, okay, I have to go back to work at some point, And that was very scary. <laughs> so how many um, years were you a stay at home mom? Um, about 17 years. That's a long time. It was. And well, okay. If you back up a little bit, um, my son's 19 now. So it, it probably about 16 years, but my ex-husband was diagnosed with MS So when I could have gone back to work, I ended up taking care of him, taking him to doctor's appointments and taking care of him. And then um, he decided to get a girlfriend and I said, that's not okay. So we separated. And um, at that point it's like, okay, it's, it's something I have to do. I, I was forced into going back to work because I couldn't afford it anymore and um, being separated and everything. So I ended up, going back to work, like I said. Um, and I just was lucky to have the time I had, but at the same time, it's like, you have to jump in with both feet and, and make a decision. And that's what I did. So, so let's go back just a little bit. Is your son, your only child? Yes. And what's his name? Randy. That's a good name. I like that. You don't hear that name very often anymore. No, it's a solid name. I like it. It is. It's very good. So when you uh, got pregnant with Randy, were you working at that time? Yes. I I worked in a a mortgage company in an office and literally he was two weeks early. My last day was supposed to be this Friday and Thursday morning, my water breaks at work. (laughs) So So that's kind of good. They were kind of expecting you to be gone already, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the decision to be a stay-at-home mom, was that one that um, your husband at the time and you were both on board with, or or did that cause a little bit of friction in the marriage? 
No, we, we both were. His, his mom was a stay-at-home mom, too. So we both grew up with similar backgrounds like that. So he had his own business. So it was one of those things where we could afford it to a degree. I mean, there were some struggles, but we made it work. And did you have a formal education before you got married or before you had Randy? Um, no, I, I graduated high school. Um, I actually went to the culinary arts program at Clark. Oh, cool. I got my degree in that. But it's, I realized it's something I didn't want to pursue. I wanted to go a different route. So, so walk me to the time when your ex-husband gets diagnosed with MS had you already been considering jumping back into the workforce before that? I had a little bit just because, you know, it, it ends up being a lot financially when, when you have somebody who stay at home and then um, he, he kind of went downhill faster than what we expected. So it was just one of those things where we were just trying to make things work, but things just didn't work out the way we planned. <laughs> so, and, it, and it's such a different type of caregiver going from taking care of a child and raising a child to taking care of an adult. Why don't you talk to me about the differences in that? Um, when I was taking care of my son, it was one of those things where I knew I knew what to expect. I knew what days I was going to help out in the school. I knew what days the meetings were. And it was more social because I was doing different things with the school and the teachers and helping out the kids and all that. And then it just changed so much because like we have doctor's appointments and, and then day-to-day stuff. I was home a lot more. And it, it did put a strain on the marriage too a bit. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it put a strain on everybody's emotional well-being as and as well yeah. as the marriage. I'm sure that was really hard, actually. So then things kind of go south in the marriage. You guys decide to split up. Did you know right away, crap, I'm going to have to get a job now? Yeah, I, I ended up, before he, he moved out, um, I found out January of five years ago, I, I heard him on the phone with his girlfriend and then we had the talk and it's like, okay, this isn't going to work. Um, so I ended up within a week, I, I did get a job, um, being a nanny and taking care of my great niece for probably about 10 months. So I could work around that schedule and kind of got into that. And then after that, I ended up finding um, full-time work out in the workforce. And tell me how you did that. How did you go from not working for a company to getting a job? I mean, was that difficult? Did you put together a resume? Did you find them online? Um, Was it through word of mouth? Like, how did you even find the job? Actually, it's kind of funny. I worked for this company for five years in the early to mid-90s. And that company, I, I said something on Facebook. <laughs> well, it had been bought out twice and just was bought out again for the third time. <laughs> but um, it was one of those things where I, I, I knew the company. I knew some of the people. Some of the people were, were still there 20 some years later. That's crazy. And it is. And my friend, she says, hey, are you interested in um, coming back to work? 
And I'm, I, yeah, but it's kind of scary. It's like, are you going, are you going back to something from 20 years ago? Are you moving forward? It was kind of a turning point. And I said, um, let me think about it. And I did, because it was for soldering underneath um, a microscope for basically circuit boards for military airplanes. So it's very intense work and very, you have to be very, very precise. Particular about yeah. It. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it was challenging for that. But anyways, I said, you know what, let me think about it. And I thought, you know what, it's a good opportunity. It's something different. I did that for a year and a half. And then somebody from the office said, would you be interested in becoming a trade show coordinator? So I moved from doing production to working in the office. And I've been doing that for over a year and a half now with the same company. So That's crazy. And that's the company that you worked for way back when in the 90s? Yes. Talk about coming back to a job. Like, that's just amazing. That is amazing. You do not hear that story very often that one, the company's still around and two, that you can go back. Yeah, it it was pretty cool. And then um, I thought, you know what? I need to, I need to jump into something. And it's one of those where you just cannot limit yourself. You have to look at all options. You have to be willing to see what's out there. You can't say, I don't want to do this or I shouldn't do this. And that's, I honestly thought about limiting myself saying, I don't want to go back to what I was doing, but at the same time, it's not going back. It was a different experience. It was just totally different. Well, and it led and to then it ended being up, able to do the trade shows. Yes. Yes. And now that's kind of transitioning even because there, we were uh, bought out by a Taiwanese company and they're looking at not doing so many trade shows. And now I'm going to be working into um, office assistant. So it's one of those things where you just don't know what's going to lead to where you have to just jump in and go with it and see what happens. I like that being able to be open when new possibilities come. Cause often, I mean, when that company bought it out and they said they're not doing the trade shows that could have given you a lot of panic, like, great, there goes my it, job. Like, <laughs> we're still transitioning. We're, we still have, we, I, I haven't heard when I started, it was 13 shows and now I'm down to maybe six shows. So they've cut back and I don't know where, where it's going to be in six months or two months even. So, but just being, but willing to, yeah, just being willing to roll with the punches or whatever. That's a really good quality. So yeah. do you think your relationship with your friend, um, was part of the reason why you were able to come back into the workforce relatively smoothly? The friend that, you know, told you yeah. about the job opening. Yeah. Yeah, and it you- was. And also the, the, or my, my boss at the time, I worked with him back in the nineties. So it kind of helped with that too, because he, he knew me and, and it, it did make a difference. I think. I think that is a big thing that ladies in our, our circumstances, you know, who are, have the work history gaps and are trying to go back need to really consider is that the people who are around you can be huge resources for you. And yes. like you said, you talk, I, yes. it's super rare though, that you can go back to the same boss. That's crazy. <laughs> I know he, he wasn't my boss at the time back in the nineties, but he was there and I knew him. So it, it's kind of funny how things worked out, but yeah, talk to people, see, 
see what's out there. See if anybody has a lead because it might even be your neighbor's sister knows somebody. You just need to see what's out there, see what's available, and also put in applications and go for jobs. You're going to get turned down. It's going to happen, but you don't know until you try. And if, if you put in 20 resumes and one of them comes back for a job, it's worth it. Right. And so what would you have done differently looking back now? Because we know the hindsight is twenty twenty. So what would you yeah. have done differently in, in the whole situation? I, I honestly think I probably would have done one more schooling, especially when I was younger. But also, I, I almost think I would have done something part-time instead of being stay-at-home mom full-time. I, I think I would have done something a little bit part-time just to keep, keep in the mix and see keep what's going on. Wet. Yeah, exactly. That's some good advice. And I think we do have a lot of women in that same circumstance. If you can just even do, like, I know I've got nurse friends that they can even just pick up one shift every like two weeks, I think at the hospital, which is not very much like one 12 hour Mm -hmm. shift every two weeks. If you can work that out and just keep, you know, keep your feet wet and stuff like that, it really does give you a little bit of an advantage when, if, and when you do want to go to full-time work. That's true. Yeah. That's some good advice. I really like that. Where do you see your future going now? Like, do you feel like this company you're with right now um, is your future? Or do you feel like this being your first company coming out of the break is like a stepping stone for you? Honestly, I, we are, we just were bought out the beginning of the year. So we don't even know what's going to play out in the next six months, eight months, a year. We don't, I don't know what to expect. So, I mean, it's, it's a good company, great benefits. Um, Like I said, it's just morphing into something different each time, each, each month as like different responsibilities, different things coming along. So I really don't know what to expect, honestly. I, I think that there's a little bit of excitement in that. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I think there's a lot of anxiety in that, but yeah. I also think there's just a little bit of excitement of, yes. you know, things you might learn new things and be in new positions that you never thought you would have been in. So that's really cool. True. Yeah. Like, like I said, just be willing to, to take a risk. Very cool. Um, Donna, it's been great to talk to you. I love hearing about your story. I feel like it gives a lot Thank of you. hope to, women in your position that, you know, you can get out there, you can put your, put your big girl pants on and you can get that job. I think you really can. What piece of advice would you give our listener today? Who's just now, let's say just today, they found out they've got to go back into the workforce. What would you tell that lady? Um, talk to people. Um, like I said, you, you don't know who knows who it, it's one of those things where sometimes just word of mouth can make it make a difference. Um, put in different resumes, go use, there's different places out there. There's um, goodwill can help you get jobs with not just goodwill. There's, they have a lot of other contacts, um, work source, be willing to, to take a risk and, and just keep trying. Don't give up. I love that. Don't give up. Thank you so much for your story and sharing with it with us, Donna. Thank you for having me. 